podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast. My name is Trev Downey and I am, as it turns out, a gentleman farmer. A gentleman farmer who's joined today by Carl Kopak, by Cam Branch, and, as Carl said a few minutes ago, stepping from behind the camera with a swagger, Mr. Guy Drinkle is going to join us on the show. Uh, Stepping away from producer duties to do producer duties and contribute to the show in uh, guest capacity, which is fantastic. So, without any further gummins from me, gummins, I just made up a word, lads. Gummins. Any further gummins from me, uh, I'm going to get round to everybody. I had a brilliant thing, but I I can't do it now because, you know, guys... um, Guys joining the show, so I'm going to sacrifice my incredibly well prepared introduction uh, and let you guys go. So it's kind of um, the custom that we start with Carl. So let's just do that. No prize for guessing what Carl's going to be talking about today specifically. We're recording this on Wednesday, the 28th of July. That is a red letter day for me in two ways. Firstly, the British Heart Foundation is 60 years old today. Um, please give. And secondly, it is the birthday of my footballing hero. On the 20th of July, 1951, Raymond Kennedy was born onto this a grateful world. And you have, over the years, in a way that's... Uh, the I've envy, mentioned it. The, the, so in a way that's the envy of many people, you've sort of developed a, a sort of an easy rapport with uh, said gentleman you know that you've 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 met him several times and interactions with him how's he doing these days he's he's he, I, to be honest, I haven't actually spoke to him for a while because um i don't, obviously I, I had a very sort of i was pretty much living in his house come the um when we did the ray of hope appeal for him um but i speak to his son a great deal and yeah he's fine he's, he's getting a lot more help than he's have he's ever had before to be honest his medication, which has always been a bit of an issue, I'm not going to go into details, obviously, um, is a lot more sort of um, comfortable for him now, shall we say. It's a, it, it, it's a bit of an issue with with with, his, with many people's drugs when they've got Parkinson's that they can't get the balance quite right, and sometimes they, there are horrible side effects. But he seems a lot more content about that now, and um, and he's been double jabbed, so he's all fine. Sum up for me, um, you know, on on a so the the real crux of the issue here. He's he's your hero. He's your footballing hero. Um, there's got to be reasons for that, and there will be lots of our listeners who won't have been around in the time when Ray was playing, or will have been very very recent converts in terms of you know the last ten fifteen years to Liverpool Football Club, and therefore couldn't be expected to have any knowledge of uh, Ray Kennedy. Why was it that he became your football hero, if you were to sum it up. It's difficult because he was my hero before the age of 10, which makes things, um, you know, you can't really put your finger on like what, what draws you to a player. So this is an age of heroes for me personally. Um, uh, Andy Knott, who does the uh, uh, the mosaics at the ground. Um, I, I mentioned this to him once where I said, like, you know, my favourite player is Kenny, because it is, you know, it just is. And you couldn't even say he was the best midfielder in the team because he's got Sooness next to him. So, you know, Sooness is the greatest midfielder I've ever seen. I mean, ever. And um, yes, I know Gerard, and that's Sunesh for me. And um, so, you know, what, what does you come? How can you classify that? And, and and Andy just said it perfectly. He said Kenny was my favourite player, but Ray was my hero, and that, and he just was. There's a, an incredible understated glory to the man. And I always come up with this example. So sorry if you heard me bang on about this before, but look at what happens when Keegan goes down in Rome in '77, when Bertie Vokes finally gives up. 
and kicks him up the arse and gets the penalty. It's ten minutes, ten minutes to go. I think it might be eight. I'm not sure, actually. And um, you'd expect... Imagine that today. Imagine Luis Suarez today. I don't know why I'm picking on him, but there we are. You'd roll over. You'd ask for you know a card, a book, and a sending off just to get you the advantage. Or you'd run around the pitch with your arms in the air thinking, like, this is it. 3-1. We're going to win the European Cup for the first time in our history. Ray Kennedy looks across at him, applauds the referee for the decision, then applauds Keegan, and then walks away. Talk about cool. And yeah. this was a time also um, when Happy Days was on and Grease was out and things like that. So walk around with leather jackets and with short black hair um, in an almost sort of Greek-Italian look was very, very cool. Ray Kennedy was the Fonz wearing a number five. <laughs> he, he just was. He was just the coolest man alive. Yeah. And, and, the, and the thing is, he still is. He's still yeah. a, a beautifully understated, very, very witty man. Yeah. But he just looks great. He really does. Like you know, everything, he's just oozes style. He's just one of those lads. Yeah, I love that. I love that because those are the things that actually really do imprint on you, especially as you say when you're younger, uh, and there's no getting away from it. Um, <clears throat> fantastic! So happy birthday to Ray uh, and many more of them. Uh, we hope. Uh, it's, 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 well, it's why I'm glad that guy's on the call as well, so we can we can have more people from the northeast, heroes from yeah. the northeast. Heroes from the Northeast. Uh, next up then is Cam. What have you got for us to begin with today, man? Um, I've got a poem. Um, it was a request from one of our dear listeners, probably one of five we have, or maybe six. I don't know. You reckon we push that far? It, it, it depends um, if Mrs. B's listening or not. Uh, not today. Um, okay. but she, she, she is, she is an avid listener in the car when she's going to work. Okay. Probably. I'd like to apologise in advance, then. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it's wishful thinking, actually, on my part. that um, She hears enough of my nonsense without having to listen to it as well. So, um, in the car, sorry. So, this was a request from uh, Adam Patricioni. Um, he asked me to do one paragraph, but I like this poem so much. I'm going to do the whole lot. So, um, it seems quite appropriate with what happened in the last couple of weeks. Do you want to give us any sort of context for the poem? Um, um, who it's by, or are we just? Let's see if you. Let's see if you can guess. Is is it somebody of note in the literary world, or is it just like some ponder? I've no idea. I've never heard of them before. So, okay. Uh, okay. But I know you. I know my learned colleagues uh, are more worldly wise than me. So let's see. Okay. okay. There you go. A rat done bit by, I'll try again, sorry. A rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell. Ah, yeah. And Whitey's on the moon. I can't pay no doctor bill, but Whitey's on the moon. Ten years from now, I'll be paying still, while Whitey's on the moon. The man just up my rent last night, but Whitey's on the moon. No hot water, no toilets, no lights, but Whitey's on the moon. And uh, I wonder why he's upping me, because Whitey's on the moon. I was already paying him 50 a week with Whitey on the moon. Taxes taking my whole damn check, junkies making me a nervous wreck. Price of food is going up, and as if all that shit wasn't enough, a rat done bit my sister now. With Whitey on the moon. Her face and arm began to swell. Whitey's on the moon. 
Was all that money I made last year? But why are you on the moon? How comes there ain't no money here? Hmm. Whitey's on the moon. You know, I just about had my fill of Whitey on the moon. I think I'll send them these doctor's bills. Airmail special to Whitey on the moon. Mr. Gil Scott Heron. Mr. Gil Scott Heron, indeed. Yeah. What's that, 1970, 71, something like that? Oh, I just got a YouTube video up here. But yeah, probably. Yeah, it's not. Um, it's obviously not long after '69 was was man the moon. Yeah, it's it's incredibly right. powerful, incredibly powerful piece of work. Uh, yeah. It really is. It's just it stands still as a document. And you're right. Uh, when you think of it's like a lovely blend of an awful lot of things that have, have been in the news of late. Um, those two uh, little odd people. Um, Indeed. With Indeed. their with their billions um, for a couple of minutes flight in space and then we had the ugly face of racism spitting at us again of late so yeah very interesting very interesting indeed great piece uh, great piece great piece of work yeah nice one cam very listen i tell you what you're bringing it today that's great uh no pressure guy having stepped from behind the camera what's going on man right so i thought i'd bring the big guns out so i've brought from my collection of bad films i haven't watched this one I will. Sharknado 5, gentlemen. Yes, come <laughs> on. <laughs> Would you like to guess where the 5 is on the poster? Oh, go on then. It's where the S should be. Of course it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> and on the poster it says, The Apocalypse Has Teeth. Fantastic. Oh my God, it's yeah. called it's Sharknado Global Swarming. That's fantastic. Global Swarming. Oh, Beautiful. Yes. <clears throat> Are they on the land as well, then? Oh, they're everywhere. The shark's oh, everywhere, God. Cam. You need to watch this piece of cinema. Can, can, can I point out a, a, a brief biology that they, they really do better underwater? Ah, that's, that's <laughs> a problem that's not made for films, Cal. <laughs> okay. So I have a quote. What, what, what was I thinking? Exactly. You're thinking very logically, and that's not why we're here. No, no. And this quote may sum up this. <clears throat> I'm a lot of things, but I'm not a human helicopter. In brackets, turns out she was in fact a human helicopter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, I mean, that's just you just how can you beat that? So, guy, I, I'm 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 looking at some posters here. Uh, with this suspiciously Christian Slater looking dude. And it looks like he's taking on said Sharknado with a chainsaw. So that's going to be enjoyable um, for your viewing pleasure and later on. If you were going to fight a, sh a shark, Trev, yeah. surely chainsaw's top of the list. Y you know, it's right up there. It's it right is. up there. Uh, what is, th there's a really, there's a great quote from somebody I saw recently. Anyway, the idea was he'd chin him. He was talking about whatever wild animal, but you're not really. Have you seen, there's a couple of videos going around recently um, where people were swimming with basking sharks. Mm. Um, I would not do that. I mean, I know it's not in their nature, but... <laughs> but I think basking sharks probably the one you'd want to do it without, because they don't eat people. Well, 100%, but I'm still not doing oh, it. Oh, no, you know what I mean? 
you know and, and i saw other <laughs> videos of people people in in the water with uh with whales and stuff just yeah. leave, leave them alone lads just get a pet fish get, if that's what if that's your thing if that's not. your thing can i ask have you actually genuinely watched a lot of this series Sharknado, I think I've I'm it looking at the poster. I'm sh- if this is the one that's in Vegas, I've seen a bit of this one. <laughs> the one that's in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sharks actually get really into one armed bandits. At if one I remember correctly, they make it into like <laughs> they make it into like a game show thing, and it goes wrong. On uh, this is it's either four or five. I can't How can remember. it go wrong? Could it's, it go it's, wrong? It's, it's, because they, I think they've got sharks in like a huge like water feature, and then the tornado hits. <laughs> if I remember correctly. Oh, oh man! Selling it to us, isn't yeah. It? I've, I've I've seen at least three of the films. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Trev, you know, if we ever took this show on the road, yeah, and we have discussed it, it's got to be a film, yeah. night, isn't it? Yeah, film night's probably the way to go. Film night, so. film night mixed with a quiz, because that's just going to bring out all the worst aspects of us. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We're definitely going to go to Shitterton, aren't we? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that has to be. That has to be the plan. There was a brilliant list, if I recall, in that show of actual... Yeah, I don't know where, they were really I don't know where cool. that list is. Yeah, yeah no, we, that's, that's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to sort that. People are like, wondering what like, we're talking about. Leaky end and places like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great stuff. Great stuff. I suppose we should try and get the show on the road then, chaps, and have a little bit of funny chat, seeing as lots of things are actually starting to happen again. Um, and in my um, lack of preparation, I was about to defer to Carl's um, uh, agenda, which he put together for us, thinking we were going to do it last night. Um, I would say that top of the list should be um, the ins and outs and the biggest out of course, the most notable one has been uh, Ginny Wijnaldum. An awful lot of talk about Ginny Wijnaldum in the um, public domain, in the in the social media setting especially. I had one or two geniuses being completely and deliberately obtuse in response to a thing I said, just purely because they wanted to stoke some conversation about something that they wanted to talk about. Um, you know, uh, my comment at the time, and I'm just going to th- throw this out there for you guys to, 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 um, take it wherever you want to go was that, look, Gene Wan Adam's gone. I doubt very much it's because he, because, you know, some knobhead on Twitter or, or several of them were saying mean things about him. But, um, my point is he has had the honesty to call that out. I don't like the fact that he's gone because he's one of my favorite footballers of recent times. Um, I would doubt that it's got very little to do with anything except um, not being happy with um, the contractual arrangement um, or wanting a different challenge or whatever. Who the hell cares? The fact that he mentioned it and it wasn't as his reason, uh, the fact that he mentioned it, people have taken it as the reason. And like I said, I laid one or two disingenuous chumps um, who should know better who sit behind microphones coming at me talking about stuff like this afterwards about, um, you know, just being deliberately, deliberately obtuse about it. 
my comment at the time was I'm delighted that he's called it out and that maybe one or two of these assholes will squirm a bit or be made to feel the squirm a bit or at least have the truth held up to them a bit. Um, and I just think the fact that somebody calls him out and, and has the courage to say this, um, it's very interesting, especially in the wake of what's happening at the Olympics and in recent sporting events where we have people holding up their hands and saying, listen, you know what, I'm not I'm not good here. Um, the social media thing is very interesting. And like I said, I don't think it's his reason for going, but I think it's very good that he had the wherewithal to say it. Um, and you may disagree with that. I'll start with you, Cam. What was your reaction to that story when you heard it? The only people who are getting upset by it is the people who are likely to be these keyboard warrior types. Everybody else who's got a bit of a normality about them and a bit of respect for the player understood the understood what he was saying in the context he was saying it. He was just saying it was one of the reasons of why he left the club. You know, I mean, he can... I, I don't believe that was the reason for him leaving the club. I believe it was because he didn't get the contract he wanted. And hence, he had the opportunity to go to other clubs that were prepared to pay a lot more money because there was no transfer fee involved. That's always been the case. No transfer fee. You get a nice signing on fee. Whatever the transfer fee would have been, say, two years previously, that can be offset in the wages. So let's not kid ourselves. Money was a huge factor in why he left. He is absolutely 100% spot on to call out people for being disingenuous online, if that's the correct term I should be using that. Um, because as he pointed out, in the stadium, everybody was fine with him. I mean, I love Jimmy. He was a, he was a big, game, big game player for us. Always showed up in the big games. Never, very rarely did he let us down. Um, he was our most consistent midfielder. For the four years, five years he was at the club, he used to play the most minutes in midfield. Very rarely did he get injured. He's going to be a huge loss um, going forwards. So, um, and I wish him all, all the best. But for me, he's he's gone now. He, he you know, that's it. No more Ginny. We've got to look at the look at what we have here today. Um, yeah, yeah, you know. absolutely, absolutely. And there, there, you've you've put your net, your, your finger out there. There are two separate issues. One is about Ginny the player and the potential loss of him and how you feel about him going and whether or not you're okay with that and all those things that go around that. But the separate the separate um, uh, issue uh, that was being raised here was this idea of um, idiots. Um, adding players and saying obnoxious things to them. And I'm just, like I say, uh, Guy, I was just glad that he did it because it just sh shines a bit of light on something that we all know exists. We see it. You cringe when you see these people being retweeted onto your timeline, directly adding a player and saying the most obnoxious things. Um, some people feel the need to constantly... Uh, amplify those voices by you know pointing at them in in quote tweets and saying look at this imbecile i'd rather not see it that's just me um what was your take on 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 like i say a bit of light being shone on that particular disgusting aspect of of modern life 
Yeah, when I first saw it, I mean, my reaction probably wasn't a good one because I pretty much woke up, went on Twitter, and then saw pretty much, I, I may not just woke up, but all the hullabaloo, like, oh, Ginny's blaming the fans because that's the reason he left for social media and stuff like that. And I tweeted, probably an ill-thought-out tweet, to be honest, that, oh, imagine if Ginny got the abuse Nabi Cater got, that Adrian got. I would have put Dejan Lovren is, but seeing as what well, he's been retweeting the last few days, he probably deserves a bit of abuse because he's a twat. Um, I yes, probably, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. Um, I may ask Nina to edit that out. I may not. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, we'll see how much trouble I get in with that one. Um, he's advocated a racist. I think you're fine. Yeah, and a certain newspaper. Um, yeah. Anywho, um, but yeah, that was probably an ill-thought-out tweet by me. Um, but when when I read beyond the headline, because I think it was the Times and it was behind a paywall and, and stuff like that, wasn't it? Um, Can I correct you on that? Mm-hmm. Um, because I heard this on another, was on another podcast. Um, it wasn't actually the Times. The Times wasn't claimed it, the it was. It, oh, it was actually okay. just a press conference that they were uh, they were present at. Right. Okay. Which which sort of does shape what he says, really. Mm. It sounds, if, because I think if it's an interview, then you think like he's gone in there and thought, right, I'm talking yeah. about this. When in other words, he's just talking. Well, that, that again, I, I, I had no idea that. I, I only saw it in the Times and what, I can't remember the bloody journalist name. The big one. Is it Winter? Henry Winter, is it? I think, that's, I think that's, a, yeah, I think that's the first one I Thank saw it from. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think. Certainly in the backdrop of what happened to the England lads on the back of the Euros. I, When Ginny first tweeted, I didn't realise some of it was racially motivated as well, which makes it all makes it much worse, but at the same time, you shouldn't be just abusing in general players. But, yeah, I think Cam summed it up well. It, it was kind of framed by the people who do the tweets and the headlines and stuff that he was blaming Liverpool fans and obviously, there's a small there's a small section which is a large section of people because Liverpool fan base is huge, um, and the knobheads. But that's not going to change at PSG. But I, reading it more, there's just knobheads on social media. There's knobheads who live with um, anonymity. How the hell you say that word of of social media? And that's what the debate should be about: is how. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook can change for the better, make these actions punishable, not just by, oh, I'm closing your account for a week. Okay. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So that that's the that's the big change from it. And then we we've seen the odd thing. I mean, did, did one of the people who abused Saka, I think it was, I might have been Rashford, I think he ended up losing his job and got a prison sentence. So I think there is change coming from this. And like even this is gonna sound like I'm racist, but I'm not I got banned for 24 hours on Twitter because I think more missed a sitter in one of the last games of the season and I put I can't believe more missed that and then I put do you know the monkey emoji where he's covering his eyes or something like that oh like, my god I, I did that and I got banned for a day so it's obviously I think Twitter obviously got an algorithm to point yeah. out monkey emojis as racist but obviously simple in that context yeah simple, the simple, I was going to say the simple thing with that is they need to remove that emoji the monkey yeah. emoji. All monkey emojis, just remove them. And that mm. way nobody can use it. Yeah, then, it, you, then you have now to... Being, it's now being used in a racial sense. Exactly. Just remove it, simple. Because if you remove that, then people are going to have to directly type out the N-word, etc. And that must be easier to police, you'd think. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, there's, you know, there is, uh, you know, you talk about the ban that you received. There is in the middle of this frenzy and currently because of what's happening in the world as well, there is a push uh, towards censorship of all sorts. And it is a bit of a thin end of the wedge discussion, too, that if you're calling for it to be a, a sort of a, a feature, um, where you no, know, we all know uh, perfect example there is yourself. Although you can say right, okay, well, it, it that that particular thing is being used for nefarious purposes by idiots. Okay, but I mean, I've personally know myself and several people who've been on the receiving end of bans while all sorts of obnoxiousness is being allowed to go mm. on. So there is certainly some finesse required here, not some sort of bludgeon and certainly not trusting to the AI overlords uh, uh, and, and algorithms. And by AI, of course, I mean artificial intelligence, because that's just not going to work. Um, there's no, because there's no, there's no, no, none of the human nuance there attached to that. I mean, Carl, there is a really interesting point to be made about the, you know, just before the mics went live, I don't think it's too much talking out of school to say that, you know, we were talking about, let's just say the reaction to some of our creative um, work um, that can just be spewed out at you. And there are, and Guy's right, a huge amount of these people, by dint of the fact that Liverpool is such a large fan base, there's actually a huge amount of these people who are sitting in their jocks tweeting at Linda directly about you know where's the money for this or what are you going to do about this um and tweeting directly at the likes of ching Aldam or jordan henderson telling them about how they're disgrace talking about how they hope members of the family will get sick these kind of obnoxious idiots it, like yeah, okay you can say oh well it's a it's a minority but why does it keep happening it's because people have the freedom to do it and to act with impunity and is that anonymity that guy was talking about it's a real issue there, and you, you can see where I'm going with the, with the censorship thing. We have to be very careful there, too. Ultimately, people aren't... The world isn't mature enough for social media. That's the problem. And it is a level of maturity, and I've read some terrible shit today. I was just another mercenary footballer. He literally didn't have a job at the end of June. Literally didn't have a job. He's a footballer. He didn't have a club because he didn't go contract terms with xyz if you agree with that or not and i do actually i think the club did the right thing um but it's when you put people in a position where they can act in that way they will invariably act like twats and uh not everyone i mean like you can only really police yourself i am there's a there's a thin line here between Someone said to me, someone I really like actually on Twitter said, but you say now that you can't criticise players. No, no one's saying that. I criticise players all the time. And part of me does think that footballers are a bit precious at times. I'm, um, I wrote a piece today where I referenced, I, I may have um, written on this very site about um, a Liverpool footballer who I didn't think was up to speed. And he went berserk at me. And um, former Liverpool footballer, I will mention no names. And um, so, you know, they can be a bit precious because they don't really get that much criticism anywhere else, you know, because it's, it's the life of Riley that they have. Um, so no, no one's saying, no, you can't criticise players, but they put posting pictures of him, attending him with a big red cross, a red cross across his face. Come on. And, and what, what I also don't understand, Trevor, is do they think he's going to reply? Yeah. What, what, what are you getting from that? What yeah. are you getting from that? 
You often see people saying that, you know, um, if they were in charge, it was my club, I'd make sure players didn't have social media accounts, blah, blah, blah. And I can actually see the wisdom of that because it does prevent <clears throat> these kind of things from reaching them and them from having to see it and, you know, get involved and the temptation these imbeciles. Um, by the way, that player that you were talking about, did you just want to know, oh, 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 how he scored them goals? I'm not allowed to comment for legal reasons. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that. It's because the world defended him. But well, when I say the world defended him, people who actually saw him play defended him. But what's the law for a lot of match of the day? I'll just say that. But it's 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 a really good point because it just shows that you're like far from being like uh, uber precious and and never criticizing players is a perfect example where some might say your your dislike is almost irrational, <laughs> you know. So it's uh it's it, it's it's a it's a valid point. I'm glad you brought it up because it, it, you know we are like I, I think I think it's a lack of um uh self awareness and the, the 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 word humble does not belong in his dictionary. Well, there you go. Say that about that man. That's, I mean, if, if he knew he was a bit shit, then that's fine. <laughs> they, they, uh, the, the, the point is, you know, we, 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 we can all have our opinions and say these things, but there's absolutely limits to the way that you express them. And you know, I, I'm, it's a very interesting conversation. It's, it's a far more nuanced conversation than most people are having. Um, very like the other stuff that's going on as well, where, um, I don't know. Be careful what you wish for. Anyway, I want to move on to another topic. If we're all okay with the Ginny thing, unless anyone has anything, yeah, we're coming back to the sharks, aren't we? Oh, listen, the sharks are going to form most of the show. <laughs> um, the the uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about was they'll uh, be on the moon next. By the way, wait, wait, Whitey. Uh, yeah, true. Sharky's on the moon. Uh, what great white, great white sharks. What about? Oh, oh yeah! Oh fuck! They racist oh. bastards! Come on! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This is fantastic! Um, I'd like, I'd like, also, I'd like you to meet my new shark mate. Okay, what type of party is a killer shark? I'm fine, thanks. Why, why call them killer sharks? That's a bit harsh. Or was that killer whales? I got that hey, wrong. You get you get great white sharks and you get killer whales. That's, that's, a, that's a racist. But you, yeah. but it's see there's an imp- implication with the word shark that the, it, it, he can just kill you anyway. Whereas with you have to define that this whale might kill you. See, that's true. I think that's where it goes. You know, um, I, I, I was trying to talk about Ibrahim. Well, let, let, let me bring something up to you then. What about this? My mate Moro, um, if you're listening, John, hello, came up with this thing. Can we talk about Gentle Ben for a second? Now, Gentle Ben, for younger listeners, um, was a TV show in America about a friendly grizzly bear. Gentle Ben, because he was everyone's mate. Trevor, yeah. Trevor, he's a grizzly bear. Right, but, that, but, but he was of unusually, unusually sound disposition. You know? How does he eat? He eats, lads. <laughs> <laughs> well, gently. <laughs> With great respect. <laughs> can we, can we have, he eats lads as the title of the show, please. <laughs> he eats lads. How many, I'm just saying this. How many more have to die because someone said that Ben is gentle? <laughs> because everyone just said Ben was gentle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I imagine while, while Ben, gentle Ben, was, was eating you, in a bit like 
Eviscerating you bit by bit first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the same way that in Native American tradition, if you kill something, you, you use every ounce of it for something productive, whether it's the bone yeah. or the grist. Or We've whatever. all seen The Revenant, haven't we? He just wanted a cuddle. He, there you go. So I, I'm thinking... I'm thinking Ben is there. He's nibbling. He's probably there's probably a single tear coming from his left eye because he's sad that he's got to kill you, but he's got to eat, you know. Does he carry like a little mini salt cellar in his pocket, like Stan Laurel? Hundred percent, and I guarantee you, he uses your hip bone as an ashtray afterwards. You know That's what I mean? I like, to be, I like I like to be useful. <laughs> uh, interesting tangent. Ibrahima Kanate, talk to me about him because I don't know much about the kid as a footballer. I haven't seen him much. I'm very excited by the sheer size of the of the human. Um, but I don't literally re- googling bears and ignoring all Kanate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he is our solitary summer signing to date. Um, this is another topic we could talk about. Um, uh, the the levels of panic around that. Um, I know I sporadically tweet just do a big signing with you because I I like getting new players, but we do have a big new player, and despite the pessimism and possibly understandable, uh, literally annoyed. big, literally yeah, big. He's, he's a unit <laughs> in, in in all regards. I mean, talk to me a little bit about this guy. I mean, it, 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 I presume we've signed a starter. Is is that the tacit implication of the size of the fee, do you, do you reckon, Cam? We, we signed this guy to start, right? It's rubbish. Have <laughs> you seen him in the training videos? Joe Matip went past him and scored. <laughs> well, what's that about? And 40-odd million on a player and a defender goes past him and scores. I ain't having that. Yeah, but it's Joel, it's Joel Matip. Joel, the, the Joel Matip experience is, is, is a whole new level. He's he's the best. I mean, just diverting slightly now that I've mentioned Joel Matip. Did you see the video that was released today with uh, him and Joe Gomez and they're on the uh, ten-pin bowling alley? Oh, they're, yeah. they're meant to be walk. They're meant to be walking up in a certain style, and Joel Joel's just walking normally, and then the Virgil and Joe just like can't help themselves, and they're just literally on the floor, and Joel's like, you know. Then suddenly starts doing the walk. Oh, it's an amazing video. Joel is just the best. Joel is the best. Joel, yeah, Canate's got no chance of getting in and out of Joel. Not a chance. No, no. Um, in, in all seriousness, um, I really don't know. I I haven't got a clue. I mean, the only time... Did he play against us in the Champions League last year when we played... Um... No, he was injured. No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't, did he? Uh, it was an upper... Mac- upper Mac- Cancho or somebody, wasn't it? Oh, Bacano, yeah. The lad, yeah, who went to Bayern. So um, I didn't think that much of him, to be honest, in those two games. But everybody was raving about him. But, you know, you, you definitely don't judge a player on two games. I don't know anything about him, I'll be honest with you. I, um, he's, he's, he's a unit. And, and it's like, just imagine him and Big Verge together and coming up against that you're thinking yeah let's let's try and attack the fullbacks more so um but actually i should say that joel's joel's taller no no, no no one remembers that the tallest person at lfc is joel matip he's taller than virgil he's taller, taller than jürgen and he's taller than he's like uh, a giraffe isn't he so what's Joel? Six four five? Six five. Actually, I think Allison might be taller. I'm not sure. 
Virgil is six four. Six four, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Matip who's tallest as well. Um, what, what, but Canate is just a like a huge man, though. He's wide. He's wider than them. That's what he I'm is. Thinking. Like, I mean, he is. He's he's built that dude. I mean, mm. I, again, I've seen him Ali, Ali's six three. Sorry. I think I've seen him twice in the Champions League, but that's not, again, like like Cam said, that's not enough to form any judgments about a player. And I don't know if he was even that particularly memorable to me. So that's what I'm genuinely asking. I mean, guy, you're you're doing podcasts with the two lads all the time who are obviously um, talking about um, clubs in different leagues mm-hmm. and talking about players that we might be looking at. So. I'm going to assume that by osmosis, even if not actually by personal viewing, you've absorbed a bit about uh, Kanate. I mean, I, I'm going to take it as red that we've signed him to start. I mean, what what have we got here with this kid? Um, I mean, my personal experience, I'm I'm same as you. I think I've watched him against United in the Champions League yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, I think that's where I've seen him. But in, in the uh, the scouted lads, I think Dave's been championing him for like three years now. Like when they were doing the transfer committee podcast, he's been every every year. It's Kunar is the one, and Andy Wales. Well, yeah, Andy as well. Um, yeah, but every, whenever I've heard people talk about Leipzig centre backs, just Upper McCarnell's, I'll say fraud just to champion our player. But people say he's kind of fraudy, whereas Kunar will be the bargain of the century, and he'll just go to being superstardom. But in terms of him being a starter, it depends because Klopp either goes one way with a with a, with a new signing. I mean, who's he thrown in straight away? Naby, Salah, mm, not Fabinho. Fabinho took three four months, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And then the one I think the turning point game where he didn't start him against City was it? And then he brought him yeah. on and changed the game. Um, but like in these recent years, he's not the only ones that have came straight in are the are the main ones. Um, whereas Allison and Virgil, Allison, yeah, Virgil, yeah. Um, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if if it's Matip, because I presume his was the least serious injury because obviously his was. A couple months later, wasn't it? And let's be honest, he's used to coming back from injury. <laughs> um, yeah, Virgil's meant to be back tomorrow for the game. I think. It's yeah, for, yeah. Talk about a few, a few minutes, right? I did hear that. Mm. Remember, yeah. Yeah. So if if he's back, then you presume he'd be all right for the start of the season, unless he only can play like ten minutes or something. But and, and again, I think a journalist said it may be Matip and Kanate who starts the season. So. All that the... would be a, a fairer shout, I think. Yeah, because I mean, do you really want? Do we need to rush Virgil back? Who's our first game? Norwich. No disrespect, and I, I have no Virgil idea. Will be back. <laughs> I think Virgil will be back after the international break. Yeah, just don't let him go to Holland and get ruined. <laughs> yeah, um, which but... he will definitely go if he's fit. He's going to go to yeah to play with. He just missed on the Euros, hasn't he? So yeah, I, th- yeah. I, I think I think long term he'll be a starter, and it wouldn't surprise me if this season he be, he becomes Virgil's long term partner. Because I mean, all of them have injury problems. Obviously, Virgil's had a big injury, but Gomez always seemingly unluckily gets injured, and Matip is made out of wet toilet paper. Let's be honest. So I think Kanate will get a lot of minutes. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I think that's 
pretty much spot on, to be honest. I mean, Carl, just to give you a shout on him if you want, or if you've got any other sort of uh, pre-season um, topic that you wanted to bring up, feel free to do it. Um, you know, again, like I say, the size of the feed, there's a huge amount of talk now about lads who might be on the way out. Shakiri has, it looks like, pretty much uh, waved goodbye. There's a lot yeah, of talk yeah, there. Yeah, that, that's done, I, I think. I think he's he's gone. Um, Divock uh, mm-hmm. will will probably never leave the club. I I I don't think that's going to happen. I th- most of the people who like to do, uh, you know, little bits of um, amateur accounting um, will have Divock on their top of their list of lads on the way out. I, I honestly don't think that's going to happen. Um, but again, we're hearing all these stories, and it can be quite disheartening, Carl, about how you know we need to sell to buy and all that. And you know, it, it, it is. It does stick in the craw a bit because you do actually wonder. I mean, what, what would have happened if we hadn't had that incredible rallying performance at the end of the season and not got Champions League football? Um, because ideally, you would have uh, signings in at this point. You get the people coming at you and saying, "Hey, be calm. This is how we do things and stuff." But that only works a little bit for me because you know you would want your new signings to be doing pre-season with you so it is a bit of a concern isn't it but sometimes you can't do it i mean and, and that's just sometimes you just can't you know because you're trying to you're trying to persuade the club to lose a player that they don't really want to leave you know that they don't want to lose so it's, it's never always as easy as that um it's not a case of you know we want him and we want to buy this state because there's a plane going on thursday you know that sort of thing um that doesn't happen um Personally, about, about the Canati thing, I'm very happy because I've just seen when his birthday is. 25th of May. Not 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 the worst date to be born for a Liverpool No, player. that's that's good. That's good. Very, that's very happy with that. Two European nice, Cup wins on that thing. Yeah, nice mm. bit of resonance there. That's that's particularly happy with that. that that might be the most relevant Canati fact of all you've just fallen on there. And, um, and the fact that he's an inch smaller than Joe Matic, which is important to me. These are important things. Uh, ask ask him what he's walking at. You got uh You've got the. I've just got the, the list of fixtures up here. We we started with a one-all uh, draw against FC Wacker, which is fantastic. Innsbruck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had another one-all draw with uh, Stuttgart, and then Kloppo's old crew Mainz. We beat on Friday one-nil. So we're not exactly cracking them in. in there's, there's, these... there's an own goal in there as well, by the way. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sadly, one, isn't it? I think there might be. Yeah. There's two. So it's actually uh, Hertha Berlin on Thursday night at 7.20. Yeah. Uh, we have a full week before the next game then, which is Athletic Club. Uh, and that is on Sunday the 8th um, yeah. at home. And we also play Ostasuna at home um, before the thing gets cracking on the 14th of uh, August, a Saturday evening game at half five i presume that means we're what the second game of the new season i presume that's it is it or we do they is, is the premier league starting on a friday these times isn't it yeah, yeah. Arsenal is the Arsenal. Friday. Friday, I think. right so it'll be the, the three yeah you gotta love the 12 40 12 30 game as well on a saturday uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's only Trev. Sorry, because I know you're, I know you're Chris Champion. Um, the Liverpool link between Liverpool and Osasuna. Uh Sammy Lee. Sammy Lee. Thank you very much. Well done. Twenty-eight games. There you go. Uh, still undefeated. Uh, yeah. 
and always will be for obvious reasons. <laughs> always will be. <laughs> even even when faced against the uh, alliance, the dark alliance of Cam and Carl Geller. Well, even when uh, you've lost. I, that's never happened though. Obviously. Um, yeah, so, yeah, all right. You know, it's just it, don't start arguments. Come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, so we our our start of the season, uh, lads. Uh, Norwich away, Burnley at home, Chelsea at home, Leeds away, Palace at home, and Brentford away. That's uh, August and September um, in the Premier League, six games. Um, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to say the least. Oh, by the way, I have to mention one thing. Uh, feel free to chat about that if you want. I just said I'd throw it out there as a topic because people are obviously getting focused on the season now. But I was in um, my local sporting goods shop today and... Um, I had a voucher that I got for my birthday and I was looking around to see was there anything that it's really limited stock in Liverpool stuff. But have you seen the difference, lads, between the standard jersey and the player fit jersey? No. Oh, it's it's quite remarkable. I, I don't mean yeah, that the player fit right. one is skinny. I mean the difference in quality. The difference in quality is outrageous. I mean, it's just far superior. But you know That's the charging fifty percent more. It is. It's hundred and forty euros to buy the home shirt. Hundred and forty euros, wow. as opposed to I think it's ninety euros for the standard home shirt. Mm-hmm. But when you see the two of them together, I mean, you're just going to go and find that extra fifty euros because honestly, the difference is so profound. Although I would say on the player fit one, the club crest is sort of like. It's, I don't know if the right word is embossed. Is that correct? Yeah. I'm not sure if that's the correct word. I yeah, think it is, yeah, yeah. It, stick, it sticks up a bit like the Beatles' White Album. Yeah, there you go. So it's, it's, it, it and it looks kind of cheap. Um, but, you know, uh, that's just by the by. So I, I have, I've, uh, a cam, it sounds like you've seen, you've seen the two side by side, have you? No, um, I, from all the reports I've read and from, uh, people who've actually bought, uh, the new away shirt. Um, I know Sam Sam Evans has bought the away shirt, the cream one, and he bought the uh, players fit one. And he said it's just different level, different gravy, completely different gravy. Um, and it's like you say, if you if you really want to do it, and you, you know you like that top, you're gonna find the extra money. You just will. I've got a real. I've got a, a question. Guy, you're a man who's of a much younger generation than us three old codgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I, you see loads of lads. Um, some of the most prominent full kit wankers actually are lads my age. Um, but so you see loads of lads who still buy jerseys and get the names on them and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't seem to like, you, it doesn't seem to stop when you get to a certain age. I've stopped buying jerseys. I think when I was in my twenties because I just, don't I'd rather buy the training gear and stuff like that. That's that's what I buy. I buy those training tops and stuff. I like that. I like those kind of little pieces. Um but would would you say that most lads sort of of your vintage would would be buying this home shirt? There's an awful lot of talk about that away kit. People seem to really love it, the polo shirt, creamy colored yeah. one. Um do you reckon that is that a thing? Is that a thing that if you're in your twenties and thirties, you just you buy the shirt? Because I'm just looking at those price tags, and that's going to make a lot of money if if that's what happens. Yeah, I think 
if you don't have kids and stuff like that, it seems to be all right. But when when a new shirt comes out, it always seems to be this will cost me two hundred quid to get the full kit. It's like just buy them. Just get some red shorts. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, yeah. But for me, for me personally, I think it depends if it looks nice, really. But the plus for me is my I play five a side each week, and you're either on the red team or the white team. Most of our kits are red or white, so it works for me either way. Um, the the cream. Oh, so the, hang on, so you you buy the jersey and then you make it a working jersey? Yeah, I play in them. Yeah. Okay, okay, I love, I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I run in mine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, the red one this year is not great. I just no, bought it not. for five aside mainly. Um, I got a training top as well, like the long sleeve um, axe training top. Well, that that's probably like the best looking thing they've put out. Um, but the drill top, yeah, like shirt. yeah, 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 yeah. I've yeah. got that one as well. Yeah, it's it's spot on. Um, it's gorgeous. Yeah, the cr- the cream the cream top is nice. Like, I'm I'm sure people will remember the top from last year, the fucking Miami Vice, Mitch, uh, mixed blue fucking horrendous thing, and the and the knockoff Croatia top. It looks like Nike have stepped up the game. But if the it's mainly the away kits. If the away kits look nice, I'll buy them. I tend to just buy the home kits anyway, unless they are like fucking horrendous. <laughs> um, <I know. laughs> uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I t- put it this way: I still miss Adidas. Like New Balance was alright. Nike's a bit shit, especially if you're fat like me. It doesn't really fit you. Um, I bought a. Well, here's, a here's a kit story. I bought a Puma Italia kit to play at five a side, bigger size I could. It, it's literally painted. It, it does not work. <laughs> really? If, li- if Liverpool ever get sponsored by Puma, I will have to just wear a bin bag and staple the fucker on me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Puma are, 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 not, yeah. are not, they're not good for the Huskier jerseys, no. is what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. Fat interesting. interesting. I, I prefer to play men of a certain carriage. We prefer, cu- we prefer the cuddly. We're back on the bear. <laughs> uh, right, okay, that's good to know. So, Pierre, if, if you're a shoulders gentleman as well, it's exactly like a shoulders gentleman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but Carl, you're like me. All your all your shirts that you still have are older vintage, right? I mean, you you haven't bought a new shirt for a long time, have you? I, I did have last year's because I got it for twenty five quid on eBay. Ah, okay, okay, right, right, and, right. And, and guy, you're right. Mm. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> well, the last shirt I got actually was Adidas. Now, to to back up Guy on this, it was the 2008, the one that Fernando Torres made. The big, the big, the big floppy collar. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, the, the one after. after. The one where we nearly won the league. Ah, yeah, yes. yes, 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 yes. Um, because I was just, I really, really liked it. It was just kind of tidy and, and it, it was Adidas just not pricking about. It was mm-hmm. just like, Red shirt, three stripes. Here we go. Um, and I don't understand why Nike can't manage the same. I don't understand why there's peachy orange colors. It, 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 these kind of things annoy the shit out of me, I have to say. But, uh, worth pointing out that if you are, uh, fiscally, uh, challenged, that player's fit thing is not for you. 140 grams. That's a lot of money for a shirt. Um, I have to say. Now, I have a couple of topics here, as suggested by Carl, that are football related. And I'm just having a look at where we're at in terms of the uh, runtime here. 
don't know. Sorry. 53 minutes. It's 53 minutes. So God, he's, God, he's both, isn't he? He's both today. He's, he's, producer, he's, he's producer and content. Both and. Both Amazing. and instead of either or. Uh, so we've got, I, I, I definitely want to talk about uh, Guy Drinkle and Gin. I definitely want to talk <laughs> about, about, um, about, about that. And I want to have time for the plugs and bits and bobs. Uh, so we can do one football topic. Uh, I'm tempted to talk a little bit about Manchester United's um, visionary tactic of giving Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer a new contract. I'm quite stunned by this. I have to say, I found it really surprising. They seem to be quite convinced of his greatness. Um, it's the Carl- best Liverpool news I've heard in years. <laughs> I mean, right? You know, like Carl, you threw it into the into the the the, the agenda there as a topic. So, I mean, what was your take on it when you heard it? I mean, it's it, it is easy for us to sort of run straight to where myself and Guy have gone with it and go, "This seems great." Um, do you think he has it in him to suddenly turn them into, you know, silverware winners? I think it's quite similar to Brendan in 2015, where it's the biggest ever contract for a caretaker manager, because I still think they want Pochettino, and I think it's a holding thing again, like like um, like Brendan's half season, where you know they they they've, they've got their mind on someone else, but and they've got to give a contract because they just have. Um, they're giving them an awful amount of cash as well. I was talking to a United fan yesterday about it, and a good lad knows his stuff, and he said, I don't mind it, to be honest, because I, I can sort of see what he's trying to do. But the problem is there's that they're facing their biggest ever rivals, probably in the history of the game ever. City have never been this good in ever. And, um, and you know, they did finish second, so there is something to work about there. I would say my worry about it, if I was them, and, of course, it's the exact opposite, I'm delighted with it, is you, you just... That that final against Villarreal, that's what I mean. Talk about school tactically. Yeah, you, you know, Emery absolutely just, just thought, yeah. Do you know what? We'll score the goal and we'll just do you on penalties if we have to. And you can put, throw as throw as many big names on as you want. You're not going to beat us. Doesn't that fly in the face of what your pal, who you said was quite knowledgeable, was saying about him knowing his, his stuff? I mean, well, the, well he, he's saying the reason that United aren't that good is because City are that good. And you're judging everything on Man City, which I can sort of say, as he did say, we did finish above you in the league. And I said, yeah, but we, we did have a terrible season. I said, yeah, but we did finish above you in the league. So it's, it's not that bad, but I think it is that bad. And I think that the club know that. Um, I think a lot of it's to do with the hierarchy as well, because they just they just really like rewarding their mates, don't they? But they've really? also, yeah, yeah. But, 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 but Cam, they've also done the age-old thing of throwing a load of money at the wall. I mean, Rafa Varane signed there recently. They've got Sancho. Both of those things sticking like a craw in the sticking in the craws of an awful lot of Liverpool supporters who want to see the same kind of amount of money being thrown around, whether that makes sense or not. Um, I mean, do you think they're lining up under um, Solskjaer to, to maybe actually be a real contender for the, the, the title? They got a DM, a decent DM. But then I think they've got, they'll be in the mix. Um, I think uh, Carl was right in what he said about Brendan in 2015 and how a lot of it was the players. And let's be honest, you look at the players and they've got some phenomenal players in that squad. They've got the firepower there, I think. Uh, 
especially adding Sancho now. You know, he's a he's an output merchant. He's an his numbers are very very good. You know, and um, he's a top top quality signing for them. Varane is an excellent defender. Whether he can um, handle the Premier League and the intensity that That's goes with it compared, compared to what he had in Spain, that remains to be seen. But I would have loved Varane at Liverpool. I, I wouldn't lie to you. You know, I, th- I think he was a, I think he's a wonderful defender. So, um, and alongside, you know, you know, they got Maguire's a good defender, whether we like it or not. He's a good, solid defender. He does a job. But like I say, the, the, the biggest issue they've got, they don't have a, a, a really good DM. They don't have a Fabinho. They don't have a Fernandinho. They don't have a, a Kante. And we've seen how crucial a DM is for us last season. We lost our best, we lost our DM and our team almost fell to pieces. It wasn't because we didn't have the centre-backs almost. It was almost because we didn't have our DM in front of them protecting our centre-backs. Now, if you look at last season, for example, we we still ended up having a better defensive record than United. So that's the issue they need to address. Um, I don't rate Solskjaer as a manager, but I think he's he's been back to the hill. I don't think they're waiting for another manager now. Uh, the fact that they're giving Solskjaer this contract now is they they've gone they've gone in balls deep, effectively football deep. Sorry, um, on uh, with Solskjaer now. He's the man. He's had the backing. He spent three hundred ninety million pounds so far. I don't know what his net spend is since he's been there. So he is the man. He, he he's got they've they're gonna live and die by Schultzstar now. But whether he gets it right or not, I, I I'm not sure. But there were signs last season that, that times away from home, especially they were unbeaten. Uh, that takes some doing. Not many teams do that. So they they. There is a nucleus of a team there, so the players can sometimes out carry the, what the manager is trying to do, and that, that will be the worry for me. Yeah, on the face of it, um, the truth is probably somewhere in between the dismissal of him as a PE teacher and the lionization of him by certain um, Man United-related people who seem to think he's. Uh, a lot better than he is. Um, I'm sure the truth is, is, is a sort of a halfway house there. He is an odious little prick, I have to say. He really I really, is. I really, really, I really do dislike him as a person. So, um, whatever misfortune that can befall him and them will always be of great, uh, enjoyment to me, um, in a schadenfreude sense. And I wouldn't make any, uh, apologies for it because it is at the end of the day that lot, isn't it? So, um, Guy Drinkle, you have been the centre of some very controversial alcohol-based opinions during the week. Um, I saw Carl uh, was drawing attention to something. Uh, it was a tweet. Carl, remind me, the gist of it was basically that all alcohol is shit, right? No, yes. well, the, the tweet was um, given a um, uh, an unpopular opinion about alcohol, and I, I said there's actually oh, nothing, yes. wrong with, nothing wrong with Shandy. And then yeah. Guy said that beer is shit. And so That's I... Right. I I charged him with the acquisition, the acquisition that, he's, that he likes um, a dry white wine. Yes, um, and you responded, Guy, by saying that actually your t- table of choice would be? Gin. Gin. Now, Which flavor? Are you a gin no. cocktail man? Have you, have you bought into this um, 
very recently trendy buying the big gin glasses and getting the little pouches of flavorings and herbs and spices uh or what how do you like your gin with tonic <laughs> um uh no i, I mean to, to be honest i'm not <clears throat> i'm not a big drinker but when i do drink it's and this may upset the car cider or gin and tonic like you're, you're young yes exactly yeah. like i I've never drunk wine. Never. Right. So that right. that's where, like, I don't tend, I'm not, surprisingly, the podcaster extraordinaire and football gimp is not the most outgoing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, when Welcome I... Welcome to my world. <laughs> I do not enjoy the night scene. Um, but yeah, I'll drink anything, but I don't enjoy beer at Cider's spot fine for casual drinking, and if it's like sit down, I'll have gin and tonic. Um, yeah. But in yeah, terms yeah. of cocktails, I'll try anything. Yeah, I think that's a good policy to try anything when it comes to cocktails because you can be really surprised by them. I suppose I'll just go ahead and say that probably as Cam Branch has been really, really uh, hard-pressed to point out on a regular basis, I presume I'm the show alcoholic in that I would have, I drink wine every week, um, not during the show, like Cam says. Uh, and not every, not every day and night, like Cam says. But, you know, I've got to get through I do get Sorry. a lot of wine. Tickle in yeah. my throat. Yeah, I know. You're an absolute disaster, actually, for, for, uh, for my reputation amongst our five listeners. Uh, uh, but, but, <laughs> but I would say, I would say oh, I that. I love it. I think you're right. I think I think uh, 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 Carl's um, your young thing is right. I'm, you know, when I was in my twenties, I I used to get through like heroic amounts of cider as well because it's just handy and it's grand. It's easy to drink, and you go out with a pal or pals, and you just throw it into you in heroic quantities. But uh, I didn't get into wine until I was until much later. Um, I have to say, Carl, you you seem to have a bit of a. I think I saw you. Tweeting something about I'm um, f- fuck beer basically or fuck drinking I can't do it anymore. Uh, you seem to have a kind of a love hate relationship with it. I know you don't do it much, but you you still like a tipple, don't you? You gin man as well. Oh God, no. My 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 problem w- with beer is um I can leave it for for ages and ages and ages, but if I'm having a drink with someone uh, and it gets to the third pint and I've got nothing planned for the next day, then I go big. But the next day isn't the next day. It becomes the day after and maybe a little bit of the day after that as well. All right. So you my, go. My, my, my days are over. These right. days. The hangover isn't worth it. Anyway, my, my drinking days are over. But I mean, uh, I'm, I'm moving um, house soon and there, they, there's a pub literally 12 paces away from the front door. And, and, and Trev, <laughs> Trev, Trev, yeah. it's a pub. It's a real pub. It's a, it's proper, a proper pub. It's a proper hello car when you walk in pub. Um, it's one of those sort of things, and it's, it's 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 glorious. Is it called the Dog and Duck or something? I won't say what it's called okay. because. Are you going to tell us the rough geographical area to which you are moving, um, or not? Feel East free. Anglia. East Anglia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I really, really hope you pick up an accent, um, because I'm quite fond of the the. Well, this this is something else. I I can't do a Suffolk or Norfolk accent. It just comes up as Bristol. Right. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a really tricky thing to do. Like Suffolk, for example, they like the word boy. They call everyone boy, but they abbreviate it to B. And it just sounds <laughs> weird to me. All right, B? 
<laughs> that's not really abbreviating so much as just saying the letter. Just, just taking off the two letters, yeah. <laughs> in fact, if I, if I can, um, my, my friend, um, I'm going to see what is, um, uh, there's a friend of mine who lives there, uh, this is fantastic, he's an Ipswich Town fan, and his Twitter bio is, follow the Towin up or Dowin. Go on, go on, write that. That's fantastic. That's tremendous. He's yeah. he's, he's got a, a phonetic. Yeah. Uh, so he's from he's from there, but he doesn't actually have the accent. But apparently, he can do it really, really well when when pushed. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah. But but booze is a bit bit. It is quite love hate with me, to be honest. Sometimes I really want to get on it, and sometimes I think that right, I can have three years off here and not think about it. Yeah. I. I again, just to go back on a, I presume, guy, you don't really suffer with hangovers being a, a relative child compared to us. Um, no, not really. Lucas Aid. Yeah. Lucas Aid helps. <laughs> Lucas Aid helps, yeah. <laughs> Lucas Aid and a chicken fillet roll is the Irish way of dealing with a hangover. Um, uh, t- toothpaste as well. Brush your teeth as often as you can. Does not help. Honestly? I, th- I think that? so, yeah. I think so. Jesus, okay. It does really work for me. Lots of water and lots of toothpaste. I, I can see it having the exact opposite effect on me. Because yeah, I, that's right, because the acidic nature of it, yeah. That, that no, 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 no. I, I, listen, I, I, I laugh at myself every day at my own imbecility. I can't brush my teeth because I brush my tongue as well without making myself gag. I can't. Oh, uh, okay. Like, like uh, it's it's just an impossibility for me. You, you, you uh, have I, brushed I, your teeth, though, haven't you, Trev? I, I laugh at myself every day at how badly my body... Oh, you just no good with it. I'm just shit out. <laughs> I'm just shit out because I want to brush my tongue, and then it's like, yeah, every day, every day. I don't know. I don't it's know. It's, yeah, it's just a bit. It's just a bit. Uh, Cam Branch, um, I think we should yes. start wrapping things up, and I know you probably have something for us to outro with, do you? I, I don't. I don't have anything uh, at all, at oh. all, because uh, because my poem was so spectacular. I thought. That was all right. Here's here's one for you. Here's one quick question for you. Um, the the bird, Swift, the Swift bird. Yeah. How long do you think it can stay airborne for? I think it's a while, isn't it? Two years. It is. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> wow. Go big or go home. <laughs> So is it? Can I ask you something? Is it a migratory bird, Cam? I haven't got a clue. It's just something I. I, I think uh, they are. You know, it's a, don't forget. It's, it's something I heard on Mystery Hour on James O'Brien's show. It's a big it's migration, a in my opinion. You know where I'm going with this. If they're migratory birds, they can probably stay in the air for a long time. As well. months, yeah, I'd say. Uh, I, I yeah I I'll go out in the limb I'll say I say a matter of months Carl really yeah, I'll go months yeah that's a long old journey that Trev what do you reckon guy I'd have said years. My, I've said my answer just think we are two years two years he's gone I'll, I'll I'll say a matter of weeks uh what do you reckon the answer is. Here we go. Up to two years. Fuck, I talk off. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking so well. Is the new quiz champion. Yeah. Yes. Yes. everyone. Yay. Hey, could you celebrate a bit harder? Oh. Could you? <laughs> this is fantastic. That's wonderful. I, uh, the only person Amazing, who... isn't it? 
That's fantastic. I'm delighted with that. It doesn't count, though, because you're not a regular contributor. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. It's great. It's great. Trevor, at some point, you're going to have to resent pointless. You, you know that, don't you? <laughs> and well, there's a pointless answer. Pointless. You've come second. Well done. You've come second. <laughs> Only oh, I can it's, win. No, it's a wonderful one-off title for Ryan. Uh, for... <laughs> He's won the League title. Cup, has he? I'm delighted. Carabao. Yeah, Carabao's done. No, no, no. The guy would be the milk cup, wouldn't it? Yeah. You the baby here. You know what? Carling cup. I have to say, Brady, you, you have a history of just rolling grenades into the end of shows and you've done it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well done, Guy. You've really, you've really earned that title. You've done really Thank well. Thank you. <laughs> I was barely listening to the question. I just, I just heard Bird and Mike. <laughs> what, bird, what bird was it? Let's face it. That's how I've won all these years. I barely Right, uh, let, let's see. Have you got, have you got anything? Or we just, you know, we should just like let, allow you to 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 bask in your just in your um, temporary glory. Oh, yeah, for two, yeah, two years. Yeah, two years. Yeah, Google it. it. Two years will do. Yeah, ah, that's tremendous. That's I don't, tremendous. I don't that two years is pretty much guy's appearance on the show as well. So he's probably been <laughs> flying off on his own. Back in a couple of years, win another quiz. Lovely. It's all you need. I, 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 I mean, seriously, like the, the, the Swift has just, uh, this whole thing is just, you know, it's eclipsed tits of Instagram in terms of, <laughs> in terms of ornithological, uh, uh, supremacy. It's tremendous. That's okay, just great. I'll check your Instagram later, Trevor. <laughs> I shall. I, I have an update. I have an update. <laughs> our, our friend the Finch is now involved. Oh, Finchy. Yeah. It's <laughs> a lager. Finchy likes lager. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's uh, let's let's get your wrap up thoughts then, Carl. Have you got something that you want to uh, plug or mention or anything like that? A couple of things we're doing. Um, uh, we're recording the next episode of uh, from Adler. Sorry, Sherlock, Madler to Amberley. We're covering a story called the Mosgrave Ritual, which isn't a favourite of mine to be honest. But we're doing that with Janice Wilson, who's great. And this week, some green grass and a ball. We are. Um, if you get a chance to read Stephen Scraggs. Um, coverage of the 1984 Eurovision sorry, um, um, Euro Championships have a read because it's mostly about yeah, well it's the same thing because it wasn't on telly, Um, it's mostly about Scarecrow and Mrs King it's a fantastic read, it really is it's one of of those story things where I I was subbing it, and uh, because I had it as well, and um, I was too busy laughing to actually correct any minor mistakes (laughs) it was just so well done (laughs) but this week is going to be about um a man called, I've got to get this right, Kazo Miura, who is the oldest foot, uh, professional footballer in the world. He is 54 this year. And, and he continues to play. And he's playing for Yokohama in J1 in Japan. Japanese I was going to say that sounds like a Japanese. Okay, yeah. excellent. He's, hang on, J1 as in the top league and he's playing the at top 54. league, yeah, yeah, they got promoted. And he's Come 54. Is, is he goalkeeper? No, he's a striker. No, and, he, and he plays. He, he played for Genoa. He went to. It's, it's a really weird story. Like when he was 15, he was playing at the local academy where he's from, and it's like a really, really big one. Um, there are loads of successful players there, and he just went to Sao Paulo on his own. Didn't didn't speak any Portuguese, and within two years, he was playing for Sao, pa- Sao Paulo. Jesus, this in 1982, is... he's old. He's, do you know what was number one when he was born, Trev? 
Petula Clark, I Need Your Love. The week after was um, released me by um, Eng- Engelbert Humperdinck, which kept Penny Lane off the number one. Strawberry Fields and Penny Lane oh off the number one spot. Days. That's how old this it man is. is. He's, he's older. He's older than us, Cam. This is this has given me. That's, that's this has given me hope. This is giving me hope. I, I, you know, I, I you're stretching the calves out, aren't you? That's what you're doing. <laughs> I'm getting over to Japan, lads. What's that? Get over to Japan. We'll get a game. Hundred percent, man. I'm, <laughs> I, I am seriously. I, I'm rolling my shoulders here. This is happening. Yeah. <laughs> this is happening. Uh, fantastic. We should start wrapping it up. Um, I do want to mention that uh, I've been very, very quiet on the podcast, um, but we are coming back with a bang with great stories. I'll be doing a story only one myself um, for subscribers, those lovely, lovely people who are helping uh, the show stay alive. Um, we are halfway through Alamo Farm. Um, that's the first five chapters. I'll do another two next week. Um, and we'll finish it the week after that. Um, and we are doing at least two in, uh, regular episodes to bring us up to 32, I think, um, over the next eight to 10 days as well. Um, the last one that went out or was due to go out, there was one of those God forsaken technical issues, things, um, and it just disappeared. So it's a bit of a tragedy, but we're back on track. I'll do a fill in one. Pooley's back for episode 32. So keep an eye on that. Go to greatstoriespod.com and think about signing up as well. If you could, or just a one off donation, all these things really, really do help. And like I say, it's something that I'm not playing. I'm not messing about. It's not a hobby. I want to make this thing as big as I can make it. And that only happens if people jump on board. So let's see how that goes. Um, I want to thank guy for um, jumping from behind the producer um, desk where he's uh, knob twiddling and contributing so brilliantly to the show. I want to thank Carl and Cam for their usual levels of um, uh, fuckery. Yeah, I was going to say ribaldry, but fuckery is much better. Okay. Uh, and um, I want to thank you for listening. Um, I know there's a lot more than uh, both Cam and Carl seem to believe. So we will be back with you soon and keeping you uh, up to date because I know you rely on us for all the really, really accurate information about preseason <laughs> uh, and player stats and the like. So we'll be back Who's with all tall? of that. Tall. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Okay, it's been a pleasure. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, mind yourselves uh, and we'll see you when we see you. Social Podcast Network.